Welcome to Recover Strong, a podcast that will transform your recovery from an eating disorder by helping you go from theory to practice to mastery. This is your special time to learn new skills, tools, and get the inspiration you need to recover strong. Let's get started. doing? My name is Jessica Flint. I'm the founder and CEO of Recovery Warriors, a multimedia resource hub for all things related to eating disorder recovery. I personally recovered from an eating disorder and am here to inspire you to do the same. I believe recovery is not only possible, but it's worth it. That is why Recover Strong exists, to help you see and connect to the potential that lies within you to find freedom from an eating disorder. Today, we have something special for you. Five Things Friday. Now, this is a new format we are rolling out to give you more recovery wisdom in less time. Every Friday, we talk about five things related to recovery, whether that is five ways to avoid a binge episode, five lies the eating disorder tells you, or today's topic of five steps to improve your body image. Now, what makes this show extra special and unlike anything out there is that it weaves together multiple perspectives and voices from the Recovery Warriors community. I will be the narrator guiding you from one learning point to the next with the support of our community members' wisdom. And in the future, you have the chance of being a featured voice on Five Things Friday. Today, we are talking about five steps to improve your body image. To start us off, I want to share a quote from the great Maya Angelou. She said, quote, the real difficulty is to overcome how you think about yourself, end quote. So the real difficulty is to overcome how you think about yourself. How we think about ourselves is such an important factor in how we treat ourselves. Your perception of your body is simply that. It's a perception. It gets filtered through your beliefs, your experiences, your upbringing, and other sociocultural factors. Now, what I want to make clear at the very top of this is the perception of yourself and your body can change. Now, to help you open up to this truth and give you tactical advice on how to improve your body image, you'll be hearing from Summer Inanin, a professional coach specializing in body image, self-worth, and confidence, and she is the best-selling author of Body Image Remix. Over the past several years, Summer has taught hundreds of women how to break out of the diet culture cage so they can wear, say, and do whatever they want. Sounds like a hell yeah to me. So let's dive into these five steps to strengthen and improve your body image. Number one, body neutrality. If your average day is full of negative thoughts about your body and generally feeling uncomfortable in it, then pushing to love your body and be body positive may feel like way too big of a stretch. Now there is a middle path and that is one of body neutrality. Body neutrality is what can be viewed as the middle ground between hating your body and loving your body. It's about taking away the focus on your outward appearance and focusing on what does your body do for you. Now think about these two statements. I love how my body looks today. Or my body is pretty amazing because it enabled me to go on a beautiful hike this morning. Now which one of these two seems easier to tell yourself? Body image expert Summer Inanin has a beautiful way of looking at this concept. 
I think we just have to know that this isn't like a path of perfection or 100% positivity. It's it's about just, you know, notice knowing that there's going to be ups and downs and knowing that the the end goal is to really kind of get to a place where you just don't think about your body so much anymore. You don't have to love it. You don't have to like think that you're hot or anything like that. Like it's just about being able to look in the mirror and maybe like what you see or not, but be able to go on with your day. Like that's really what I want for people. Body neutrality is about appreciating all the things our body allows us to do. I mean, isn't it pretty amazing that our bodies enable us to hug someone tightly and pumped up with all that feel-good oxytocin? I'm just going to hug myself right now and feel all that goodness. Mm. So how do you know if you're moving towards body neutrality? Well, it's when you start to consciously take away the expectation that your body needs to look or weigh a certain amount. That is when you're moving towards body neutrality. And speaking of weight... This moves us along to our next step in improving your body image. Number two, ditch the scale. What is your relationship with the scale? Do you have one? How often do you step on it? How does it make you feel before, during, and after? Now hit pause and give this a little thought. What is your relationship to the scale? I know for me, when I was in the trenches of my eating disorder, I'd have the urge to step on the scale practically every time I went into the bathroom. Now, getting rid of the scale was a monumental step forward in my recovery because it took away one less trigger that sent me spiraling into destructive eating disorder behaviors. The less things I could measure related to food and my body, the better. And at the end of the day, my weight, your weight, anyone's weight is not a determinant of their worth. Summer Inanen recommends to anyone she works with who wants to improve their body image that it is crucial to get rid of your scale. It's controlling the way you feel about yourself. It's controlling your mood and your actions. And the only way to really start to listen to yourself and start to trust yourself and honor yourself is to get rid of it. Get rid of those external factors that make you question how you feel about yourself. When I was at my worst, like I was stepping on the scale every time I went to the bathroom, like multiple times a day. It was so unhealthy. And yet I did not see how unhealthy that was. But it was really like I wrote this one of the very first blog posts I wrote like many, many years ago was I have an abusive relationship with my scale. When I really looked at it, it was my scale was like this abuser. Like it was like abusing me. Like it had control over me. It was manipulating me. It was making me feel belittled and bad about myself. And so getting rid of it can be one of the scariest things, first of all, because you feel like, oh my God, if I don't have this, like everything, like all hell is going to break loose. But, or, and I should say, it's one of the most important steps and one of the most empowering steps. And I think even if you need to just like put it in your garage, put it in your closet, like get rid of it for a, a set period of time. Although I would say there's no point in getting it back because you're just going to feel bad when you get it back. Like you're just going to feel bad. Um, the longer you go without it, the more you're going to be able to really tune into yourself, tune into your own desires, tune into your own needs and start to be more in your body versus like using some external measure to tell you how you feel about yourself. Because that's the thing, like we don't even check in with ourselves. Like we might be feeling totally fine. And then we go and step on the scale and we're like, oh, I'm lousy or like I'm terrible or I need feel terrible about myself. You feel shame. And it's like, wait a minute, two minutes before you felt fine. Like, um, you know, being in your body is really about like, okay, how do you actually feel in your body? Like before you've even looked in a mirror or had any of these external things, like how do you actually feel? And I think 
most of us aren't even checking in with that ever. And I think we'd be surprised that a lot of the time we feel okay or we don't feel as bad as we think. And then we go and we check, we do a mirror check or we do stuff on the scale and we start to really just like criticize ourselves. So we want to get rid of that because we want to be more in tune with us and then start to tend to how we actually feel in our body versus what that external thing is telling us. I can so relate to Summer when she mentioned feeling totally fine and then stepping on the scale and feeling loads of shame. Been there, done that. Now, the more you can do away with external factors that lead you to question how you feel about yourself, the better. And ditching the scale is a great place to start. But what do you do when you start to take Summer's advice and tune in to how you feel in your body and you start to feel pretty darn uncomfortable? Well, let's move along and explore this in our third step to take to improve your body image. Number three, self-compassion. Y'all, self-compassion is where it is at. Literally, I could scream this from a mountaintop because there is a growing mountain of research that backs it up as the practice to call on during experiences of shame. International shame researcher Dr. Renee Brown defines shame as, quote, the intensely painful feeling or experience of believing that we are flawed and therefore unworthy of love and belonging, end quote. Shame essentially is feeling that you are not good enough as you are. Now, if you have internalized shame, which is a very common experience of people who develop eating disorders, the body can become the scapegoat. The body gets blamed for feelings of unworthiness and disconnection that are much deeper than the surface body. A research study in the Journal of Mindfulness found that increased self-compassion is significantly associated with improvements in body dissatisfaction, body shame, body appreciation, and contingent self-worth based on appearance. So self-compassion showed improvements in all of these areas related to body satisfaction. Self-compassion is scientifically linked to help improve one's body image. And the good news is, is self-compassion is like a muscle and gets stronger the more you use it. Summer in and in has a powerful exercise for you to try and put into practice. So something I like to try and have people do is try to quiet the voice of the inner critic. So we can do that by even just taking some deep breaths. One of the exercises I use is by having them almost picture like a a stereo in front of them and have them like turn the volume up on, on the voice of the inner critic and then have them turn the volume down like so that they can sort of see like, oh, I can actually control this. And then you want to try and turn the volume all the way down. So the way I do that is I'll usually say, okay, let's take a deep breath in and then let's exhale and turn that volume all the way down. And then now what, now when you have that place of silence and peace, you can ask yourself, like, what do I need to tell myself right now? What does my voice of compassion say? What does my heart say? However you sort of want to connect with yourself. And that's whatever answer you get there is really going to be the most truthful, authentic way to build up that sense that you are good enough. This takes practice. This is not like, sometimes it's easy for people and sometimes it feels a little weird. Sometimes it feels a little clunky. Um, But that's one way to tap into it, I would say for sure. And I think, I mean, I've always encouraged people to say like, I've done enough. I am good enough. Um, But if it doesn't feel authentic, you can also say to yourself like, 
I'm learning to be good enough. I'm learning to know that I've done enough. Just adding that little piece in makes it feel even more true because you are learning that. You might not be there yet, but you're learning that. So those are definitely good ones if you want some to just go off of. But I really encourage people to try to just like get to that inner voice inside of them to connect with it, even just on a day-to-day basis. And often it's just the most simple answer, like you're okay, or I'm here for you, or you are enough. And I think that that is often like how simple compassion can be. Uh, but we just never listen to it and we don't tap into it. And so there we're stuck with like this voice of this inner critic that just keeps getting louder and louder. Now, remember, the voice of the inner critic and the voice of compassion can be turned up or down, just like the dials on your car radio. Give it a try and drown out that inner critic with the voice of compassion. Now, let's move on to our fourth step to improve your body image. Number four, stop checking your mirror. Mirrors, just like scales, can be used as a form of body checking and can be an external object that impacts our internal mood. Now, what is the mirror situation in your life look like? Maybe give a second to think about where are mirrors? Do I see them in my house or in my work or in the gym or my yoga studio? Where do you catch glimpses of yourself in and around town and at home? Summer shares a story of getting rid of her mirror and what happened next. I got rid of a full length mirror, like just coincidentally, because I moved away from a house that had mirrors on the closets to a house that didn't, and I just didn't get a full length mirror. And I swear it made such a huge difference not having that because I was such a mirror checker, which is the same thing as stepping on the scale, (laughs) which we don't even realize. But, um, and not having that again, like I just had to kind of be present with like how I felt and it was huge. It was huge. And so I think that's another thing for people too. Like if you have already gotten rid of your scale and you feel like, oh, but I'm a mirror checker. Like that's my thing as well. Maybe you do an experiment where you kind of like cover up the full length mirror for a while and just sort of use, you know, like a bathroom mirror so that you're not so fixated. Again, we want to get rid of any of that external stuff that is, is dictating how we feel about ourselves. The goal is not to get rid of all mirrors in your house, but to minimize those external factors that lead you to fixate on your appearance and dictate how you feel about yourself. Another thing that can help is to write loving phrases on your mirrors with an eyeliner pen or cover them in post-it notes that have encouraging mantras. This was something that was really helpful for me when I was in recovery for an eating disorder, and I continue to do it to this day because I absolutely love seeing soul-affirming statements on my mirror, and it helps me work on a more subconscious level. Now, let's move on to the final thing to improve your body image. Number five, rewire your brain. Your brain has the ability to change and adapt as a result of experience. Now, this is called neuroplasticity. Many of the behaviors that you've used to try and control your body or beliefs about your body are rooted in diet culture. And it takes intention and action to unlearn these toxic messages. Summer has a lot to say about this. I feel like we're always going to have a part of us that desires thinness. Like I think that because of the culture that we live in, because that pursuit of thinness has been essentially ingrained in us from the time that we're born, that we're all going to have even a smidge of us that still like that still kind of wants that. I think that's really hard to like 
erase completely. But I do think that we're really going to feel that way when we're first starting this. Like, because of course, you've always wanted that. You've spent 10 years, 20 years, however long feeling that way. Well, it's, you can't just get rid of it. You can't just switch it off. I think that we have what we have to do is acknowledge that like, I am always going to want that unless I work on accepting my body. And it is literally a day by day choice or an hour by hour choice. It is, it is like dirt when you're about to eat. Okay. Like I, I have to make the choice that I am not pursuing dieting anymore. You know, and you make that choice every time that you have a meal, every time that you decide you want to work out and you have to kind of detach from that being the driver of your decisions. And the more that you do that, the more that you're able to then start to trust yourself the more that you're able to acknowledge the benefits of actually listening to your body and feeding yourself the way that you need to feed yourself and the things that actually will nourish you. And over time, as you continue to like work on accepting yourself, that desire gets so much quieter, I would say. And I think another thing there is really challenging the beliefs that you have about weight. So we have to like unlearn all the things that we've been taught about weight and health and body size and what it means to be a woman. So really immersing yourself in like research around that, like to really unlearn all the myths that you've learned about health and weight and dieting, like all that stuff. So um, like the book Health at Every Size or Body Respect by Linda Bacon, like those are really good resources to help with that unlearning. Following like those Instagram accounts that also promote those messages about like the real facts around health and weight and dieting and immersing yourself in it, like stories and imagery of people in bodies that look like your own or larger that are just living their lives and doing the things that you don't think are possible because of body size. So whether that's like going to the beach in a bikini or taking a dance class or having a really great relationship with somebody else, um, like we have to completely rewire our brain. And that takes intention and action. And it's about like, okay, I've got to burn this old script of everything that I've learned about what it means to be in a larger body and rewrite a new script and really look to the places that are going to, that, where that script is positive, where that script is um, like actually people with those experiences that I'm going to feel more inspired by. And using that is an excellent way to kind of overcome those fears and work on acceptance of yourself. You really have the power to ditch the old script and rewrite a new one and to change the thoughts and beliefs that are preventing you from all the amazing things you truly want to do in your life. Your body doesn't have to be a burden that holds you back from truly doing things that bring you joy and happiness and lead to greater fulfillment. Thank you to Summer Inanin for sharing her wisdom with us. You can find more info about her on the show notes page for this five steps to improve your body image over at recoverywarriors.com or to make it super easy for you down in the description box for this podcast. To review, our five steps to improve your body image. You want to embrace body neutrality, ditch the scale, cultivate self-compassion, stop checking the mirror, and work on rewiring your brain. As Summer said, all of these steps are a day-by-day -day choice. Give yourself a round of applause for prioritizing your recovery today by listening to this episode. Hooray! Well, my warrior friend, thank you for having the discipline to listen in. If you found this episode helpful and know somebody in recovery who could benefit from its inspiring message, please share this show with them. It would mean the world to us at Recovery Warriors if we can get our cause out to more people struggling with an eating disorder. 
So if what you heard today was helpful, share the show with another warrior or anyone on your treatment team. You can do this directly from your podcast player or send them over to recoverywarriors.com. We have a goldmine of free resources there for all stages of recovery. And until the next episode, may compassion light the path you are on and courage keep you on it. You totally got this, warrior. Warrior.